Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski outside right now looking not that bad. We've got a few clouds out there. 60 degrees, a little bit of a cool start in Buffalo. A dominating performance from the Bills on Monday Night Football. Cakes makes a handoff, going to throw it. Looks downfield, looks downfield, fires downfield, looking for Diggs inside the five, dives for it, makes the catch, and it is caught. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. Touchdown, Bills. The Bills beat the Titans 41-7 to in the home opener in front of a packed and loud Highmark Stadium. Well, it feels good to win. I mean, anytime you come out on the field and you're able to get a victory, um, the guys that you that you work hard with throughout the week, throughout the offseason, it feels good to get a win. That's Jordan Poyer, who had one of the Bills' interceptions. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen, though, once again, the stars, connecting for three of the Bills' touchdowns. I mean, again, we're just we're trusting each other. We communicate a lot, obviously going into year three with him. Um, very comfortable with you know his body language. He's comfortable comfortable with me putting the ball where I put it. You know, and he continues to make plays for us, and you know we're going to need those plays moving forward. They got a lot of them yesterday. Wow, that's Allen. The Bills now 2-0. and So are the Miami Dolphins, who meet the Bills on Sunday. The quickest way to make the playoffs is winning your division. You know, we got some teams playing really well right now. I know it's early on in the season, but this Dolphins team is playing very good, very good football, and we got to be ready for it. And have a, We're on a short week, so preparation starts tomorrow, and we got to try to put our best foot forward here. WBEN's Brayton Wilson was out at the stadium talking to the fans who tore down the house with noise after the game. Monday's performance was one that many Bills fans in attendance will remember for the rest of the season and for years to come. I hardly have ever seen it, and I've come 35 years with him. So this is amazing. I love it. That was Bills fan Stephanie from Depew. There were a number of performances that stood out for Monday night's win, including the Allen to Diggs connection that owned the night in Orchard Park. Diggs finished the night with 12 receptions for 148 yards on 14 targets, including three touchdown receptions from Allen. Unstoppable outside there. Apparently they saw a matchup that they wanted to exploit because Crowder and McKenzie didn't get a whole lot. Knox didn't get a whole lot. So good job getting it to Diggs and getting to our playmakers. Well, a 2-0 start for the Bills is a great way to begin the year. Buffalo will face its first divisional challenge of the season when they travel to Miami to take on the 2-0 Dolphins in South Florida. Despite the Dolphins' hot start, Bills fans like Pat Shine from Maryland are confident the Bills can go to Miami and put up another strong outing. I am not concerned one bit. Josh Allen owns the Miami Dolphins. 2-0 is whack, very whack. 
Uh, that he can't throw that ball 50 yards. I mean, he underthrows Tyreek all the time, man. I'm not, I'm not worried at all. More reaction from Bills fans following Monday night's win over the Titans is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you for that. Well, everyone in Highmark Stadium silent, though, when cornerback Dane Jackson left the field in an ambulance after sustaining a neck injury. Jackson was taken to ECMC for evaluation. Here's head coach Sean McDermott. I mean, you go from the real part of it here, guys, is you go from being a coach to um, just being a human when, when I'm out there watching him getting loaded into the ambulance. And um, it's a real, that's a real moment. Uh, and just praying for him. And I mean, it's an it's a unfortunate situation, but we're praying for him and hopefully we get some word here soon. Safety Jordan Poyer said he texted Jackson, who said he was all right after the game, awaiting on a more official word as to how he's doing after what looked like a a brutal injury on the field with the ambulance coming out, but hopefully doing well, uh, said to be moving on the field uh, if you were listening to the game broadcast on the radio. But all in all, uh, what a night over at the stadium. Uh, Absolutely incredible. You thought fans were excited before. Right. I mean... uh, Wow, it's it's going to be incredible. Sal Capaccio will be among our guests. He was out on the sidelines. We'll talk to him about just how loud it was and what that feeling is. And the Bills have another big-time matchup coming up. Miami on Sunday, short week, and a big opponent. Both teams 2-0 and sitting at the top of the division right now. Miami looks pretty good. We'll also uh, be hearing from a Bills fan who was in town from Virginia yesterday. It's a very special story. That coming up. Uh, you'll hear in uh, just about 15 minutes yeah. here on WBEN. The highlights, just enormous last night for the Bills. And you can check out a Bills photo gallery from the game over at WBEN.com. In other news, all eyes are on the Fed as it convenes for its latest policy meeting. The central bank expected to announce tomorrow that it's raising interest rates by three quarters of a point for the third consecutive time to bring down inflation. The bottom line here for the central bank is that they're going to make borrowing costs more expensive to try to fight that high inflation. So, you know, we have this two-day meeting from the Federal Reserve starting today. At the end of this meeting tomorrow, the central bank is expected to hike rates another three-quarter points. That is going to make the cost of borrowing money more expensive for consumers and for businesses. That's Elizabeth Schulze reporting. Buffalo News moving its headquarters to Larkinville. Owner Lee Enterprises selling the current five-story headquarters on Washington Street and Scott Street to Uniland Development. The press building on Scott Street will continue to be owned and operated by the paper, but all other operations set to move to the Larkin at Exchange building by late this fall. Uniland has not yet announced its plans for the building, which sits right by Canal Side close to Harbor Center. Gas prices are down more this week. It was late February, the last time gas prices were this low. The Energy Department reporting another week-over-week drop in the price of gas, down four more cents to three sixty-five a gallon. The cheapest gas is right now along the Gulf Coast at three fifteen a gallon. The most expensive remains in California, where the price went up six cents in the past week to five twenty-three a gallon on average for regular unleaded. Alex Stone, EBC News. Three eighty-eight a gallon is the average price in the Buffalo area today. That's down eight cents from a week ago. It's a pretty big drop from the heights of what we were paying, uh, over a dollar right. less than what we were paying. I mean, still more than a year ago. But has it eased up a little bit for you? I know I was always looking for the 
lowest price, right. you know, kind of searching around, figuring out the spots. Has that eased up a little bit for you? A little bit, I think. Um, I mean, I'm still shopping around. I actually got gas yesterday for three fifty nine. Hey, all right, that's pretty good. So, that, anytime you feel like you get a deal, yeah, you feel you feel a little better. But now it's still more though. Here's you. the thing: the deal, at least, um, everywhere is under four dollars. Right. Where it seemed like earlier this summer, um, if you were paying under four dollars, like, well, okay, yeah. you know, I'm doing pretty good now. At least you're getting that everywhere. Well, uh, Britain's royal family starting their week of private mourning now that uh, Queen Elizabeth has been laid to rest. Hundreds of thousands lining the streets to catch a glimpse of the funeral procession. Members from every branch of the military marching through central London with the Queen's coffin. Royal family members following every step. At Wellington Arch, the Queen's coffin transferred into a hearse and brought to Windsor Castle. The coffin arriving to a gun salute, then carried inside. Her imperial state crown, scepter, and orb put back on velvet pillows, signaling the end of her reign. The king's eyes welling with tears while a choir sang, God save the king, a son stepping up, and a new era for Britain. Did you see it all? Uh, the, the procession was yes. very long, but then at the end, the queen's coffin lowered into the ground. I did not see that. As it was, I mean, quite a sight. Right. You know, you didn't really know what to expect. You didn't know what it would look like. Uh, But it was very kind of jarring to watch that happen as they're, you know, giving their speeches, they're doing their formalities, and all the while, you know, very slowly, uh, it's the Queen's coffin is uh, almost like, yeah, lowered as if it was hovering and just kind of going into the ground. It was uh, you know, very uh, impressive sight yeah. to see uh, the lone bagpiper then uh, as soon as it was wow. lowered down. Uh, we'll be talking with Tom Rivers about what it was like. Uh, amazing that we were watching, uh, me and Joe were mentioning yesterday after nine. First off, we said it looked like the OJ chase. Yeah, we'll watch, the way I mean, the, the hours right. Right. of that procession going like 30 miles an hour. Right. And every time we looked up at the TV, there were the cars. I mean, it, it was <laughs> like uh, startling how similar it right. seemed. But it w- literally took hours of that procession going, traveling. I mean, driving right. it not super slow. There were still people lining the streets Everywhere. the entire way. Which I just found fascinating yesterday how everybody was in lockstep. Nothing was out of place. The respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing was out of line. I, I don't know if that would happen here for anybody. I, I'm not sure. I saw the the uh, weather people trying to do the forecast before the uh, Bills game. I don't know if uh, you know people can help themselves um, <laughs> jumping in front of a camera or something here. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast calls for partly to mostly sunny skies today with temperatures in the low to mid 70s this afternoon. Tonight, Partly cloudy and pleasant, overnight lows near 60. Wednesday, partly to mostly cloudy with scattered showers and storms, highs near 80. Highs only in the 50s on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line, Jamie Fiegel. Fiegel Car enjoys immigration law. Talking about the U.S.-Canada border and the idea that the Arrive Can app, some of these border restrictions could soon be going away. Jamie, thanks for being with us once again. You know, it's not the first time I would have said that, though. <laughs> good morning. I I have good news to report, and I'm hoping that this isn't the end of our relationship and our, our phone calls, but it may be. It's uh, I, We'll uh, take it one step at a time. 
<laughs> when it comes to that this has been the big thing right when it comes to the border the restrictions and the app the app that uh, you know so many people on both sides have said it's really uh, prohibiting a lot of the travel that we should see in normal times. Is that going away? Well, it wouldn't be going away altogether in terms of they're just scrapping it. They would be reutilizing it for the customs declaration for international passengers to fly into Canada. So it would go away in terms at the border because it wouldn't be used as a vaccine screening tool. Okay. Now, in addition to the Arrive Can app, there are other restrictions. And what is the status of that? So for us, we've been talking for the past two years about me saying something called the Quarantine Act, which was the legislative piece that was allowing the government to enact these vaccine uh, mandates and testing and other things like that. So what goes with that is what's called an Orders in Council. And the Orders in Council is up as of September 30th. And the talk of town, the, the rumor and what, whatever's circulating here is that and the end of this Orders in Council... They want to end the vaccine mandate for international travelers. They want to end the testing requirement, which is that random testing. And then if those go away, that would lead to then we do not need a can anymore because it will not be utilized as a vaccine screening tool. So in essence, things go back to really close to normal. Which is what a lot of people have been waiting so long to hear. Is this something that would be done in conjunction with the U.S., uh, like so many of these announcements over the past two and a half years have been? Because, you know, we forget because Canada has the app, the U.S. doesn't, but the U.S. still has a vaccination requirement to cross the border. You're right. And I haven't heard anything of them lessening this or eliminating it on the U.S. side yet. The U.S. side has scaled it back and added more groups who are um, exempt from the requirement. But if, if you are a traveler, for a visitor for pleasure or business, that is still in effect as of right now. And I have not heard that there will be a unilateral response to this on September 30th. Jamie, are you hearing that this is coming from the Trudeau government or is this pressure on the Trudeau government? This is multifaceted. So there's pressure from border groups. There's pressure from the government inside there's also lawsuits that are going on. And when you have that, when you have the government being sued for these mandates, um, one of the strategies that they're trying to use is, well, if we roll back these mandates, then there's no case and therefore it can be dismissed. So there's many factors that are going into the pressure on the government right now to eliminate this. And Canadians are for it. Get rid of it. Get us back to normal. We're ready to put this all behind us and to move on. What is life like right now in Canada? I think for so long we weren't expecting anything to change because what we heard from what was going on north of the border was so such a different picture than what we had over here in terms of how people were dealing with this on a day-to-day basis. You know, now I'm seeing the prime minister singing at piano bars in the UK and I'm thinking, all right, they feel like they're pretty much back to normal there. Um, so I can expect these restrictions to be gone. Yeah, I mean, it is relatively business as usual back to normal pre-2020 here. 
Um, I can't point to anything anymore that is a differential in living in Canada versus what I see in the U.S. going over for work. Everything is pretty much equal. What I see there what is what I see here. Uh, and that goes all the way to Toronto and further as well. There is still the mass mandates in the airport, but that is another thing that is scheduled to be eliminated as of this September 30th date. So at the end of the month, a week from Friday, when this order would expire, would every COVID mandate be be lifted? Would there be anything that would still be in place? It, it, that's your understanding? From what they're reporting and from what I understand, the ArriveCan app would no longer be needed. The vaccine requirement would no longer be in effect. Um, There would no longer be the testing requirement for random testing upon entry. Uh, So pretty much everything that would affect us at the border would be eliminated. The orders in council is really long, but for when we're looking at it just in the microscope of how it's going to affect us at our border, everything should go back to pre-2020. Interesting stuff. And, you know, Jamie, if it happens in a little over a week, we can be talking again about uh, bringing marijuana back and forth over the border, right? That's uh, (laughs) right where we left off in 2019. We can always talk about the bills. Go Bills. That's right. All right. Jamie, thanks so much. Jamie Fiegel, Fiegel, Car and Joyce Immigration Law, joining us with the latest uh, could be the last of the Arrive Can app. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 